There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome along to Meeting of the Elders. This is our... Can we call still call it new? It's only three episodes in, but that's one episode a month. It's a mm. three-month show, still new? I think a three-episode show is still new. A three-episode show is but still like, new. It's new enough that people could tell us they don't like it and we would just stop doing it. That's true, and people might not like it because I think a lot but of people probably... they haven't told yet. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people probably see this as us trying to like um, do less and and package it as more. You know, because this is this is the episode where we basically reflect on the past three episodes in fun, dynamic ways. And if you're one of those people that think that this is actually you getting less, you're so wrong. Because what the truth is, is that until now, you've actually been missing out on so much extra stuff that we just never recorded. Um, and so this is our way to be like, oh, on the Hunger Games episode, I really wanted to talk about this, yeah. but we didn't have time. Because that episode was three hours and took me so fucking long to edit. Mm. God, that episode took me ages. But it's I think it was worth it Staying with the, the Hunger Games for, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we usually open yeah. with a with a pop cultural non sequitur. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, I have I have something. It's not necessarily a pop cultural non sequitur, but mm-hmm. I I have this ritual I haven't been able to do in, in quite a long time. Where when I turned eighteen, you know, probably even before then, to be honest, you know, I was like, let's have. I'm gonna I'm gonna try Guinness because it's like, mm. and I think I might have brought this up on the podcast, maybe on my advice corner episode, but yeah, like you know, hated Guinness when I was seventeen or eighteen, and then every couple of years I've tried it to be like, I wonder if I like Guinness now, mm. uh, you know, as my as my palate has continued to refine, and I've thought like I've had some quite good stouts in the last couple of years, and so I've thought maybe you know it would be time to like guinness and i haven't mm-hmm. probably even had a guinness in like, probably over six years and mm. i've been like for the last little while probably since my advice corner podcast where i tried mead for the first time but i remember looking for a guinness i and i had a stout on that episode and it was quite good and i they've been looking for a guinness but you have to buy a six pack at most places and i've been looking for just a single can of guinness and uh aj i'm pleased to report i i found one yeah and it's uh right here so i'm gonna crack that open and i'm gonna we, yeah that's true on that's pod. a good point we actually mm. do video these for there is a if you're listening to this there is a video version and we've yet to do a meeting of the elder episodes at after sundown which is when my camera starts looking the most mm. um ringu <laughs> the most the most j horror um so i hope people are, are enjoying yeah. that my my thinking with this maybe i'll like guinness now thing mm-hmm. is that you know your, your taste refines as you as you grow older you like things older that you didn't like when you were younger I've never liked beer. I've yeah. I struggle to drink beer, any any form, any kind of beer. Hmm. But I also used to feel the same way about coffee. And now I drink coffee all the time. I went yeah. through a number of years where a black coffee was my coffee of choice. I'm taking a break because my life was too miserable and I blamed the black coffee. Right. Um, but that, I think, was a result of having a lot of it even though i didn't initially like it do you think you would like guinness right. if you haven't been microdosing it for all these years mm. to become accustomed yeah, to it? because well, i don't I... drink enough beer to grow mm. to like it i think yeah because i was gonna say that um you know i didn't ask um <laughs> your opinion on guinness this was really just more of a me thing i was doing um mm. well that wasn't really the point of what i was <laughs> s- saying yeah, it's but, fine you didn't ask. 
<laughs> uh, but I, I'm going to pour it into this very cool uh, vessel for drinking out of that I have that, you know, uh, I'm not going to describe what it looks like. But if you hear that little noise, you know, you might, it sounds a bit like a stein, but I'm not going yeah, right. to destroy, describe it. Uh, you're going to have to hit along to the video version. Because I think, again, you can't. It's not even like the video game. version is exclusive to Patreon or anything. It's just like. Yeah, well, it's no, not I'm just like giving a, people an annoying treat. task to like, <laughs> to, to like, you know, pull over on the side of the road to know what this. It, it, like, mm. the vessel I'm drinking this out of is so much larger than this 440 mil can of guinness so yeah oh that is a set classic does it have the the little ball on the can yeah something in there yeah that's like a a patented Mm. invention of guinness okay it's pouring trying to get some pouring asmr i would call that vessel a flagon is that not what a flagon is? Um. Hear yeah, that? The, the patented Guinness ball. <laughs> the Guinness is nut, if you will. <laughs> now, oh my god, so like, on, on this vessel, it's filled up to there. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So it, it like, <laughs> it flares out at the bottom. It's like, that's so funny. I'm going to take a photo of the inside of this so that. Okay. Oh, I dropped my phone on the ground. Oh, I dropped Ooh. my phone in the flagon. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, what a chaotic episode this is turning out to be. Really? I was just thinking about how calm this, this was. <laughs> just sort of casually ch- chatting about Guinness, that sort of thing, mm. you know? We should All put right. on some smooth jazz. Just... Here we go. There's still a bit of um, styrofoam in this from when I... Um, we're drinking styrofoam. Yeah, yeah. This is actually the first time I've drunk out of this, so. Right. This thing's Except for the styrofoam. All right. That's the whole point. All right, here he goes, everyone. He's drinking. He's drinking. How is it, Richard? I don't know that I would, like, go out of my way to have it, but I like the taste of it more than I ever have. Wow. That's beautiful. That's really, that's great. I'm I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for those that were and you're happy and with we're hoping. Me. Yeah, exactly. So, as we said before on Meeting of the Elders, our newish show, um, we the the main point of it really is is for those who um, subscribe to our Patreon on the Cult Elders tier, they are invited to a secret Discord um, channel where they are able to tell us their thoughts on the last three podcasts we've done some of them send in um voice messages some of them just write out their messages and i usually do we do we want to do it like segment everything from like this is our so the the last three episodes were the hannibal franchise richard's riddles and the hunger games franchise do Mm. we want to go through it episode by episode or just read what do we do we want to read the messages first then play the voice messages what do you reckon dealer's choice mate Alrighty, well, let's go to, um, let's see, okay, so Punches, I can't remember who everyone is now, their their nicknames are starting to get very esoteric, but (laughs) Punches on the Discord um, has written the following about Hannibal, they say, Silence of the Lambs is so good, I liked Red Dragon, but having seen Manhunter recently, it's so much better, Red Dragon is just, is such a generic detective serial killer movie compared to Manhunter or Silence of the Lambs. Never saw Hannibal or Hannibal Rising and don't plan to. I did fall in love with the Hannibal TV show. Mads as Hannibal is one of the best villains of all time. The way they play with and remix the character and story beats is genius. The actors are killing it and the writing is fantastic. I hope you both watch a few episodes for film franchise follow-ups. Also, please read my review for uh, Manhunter, which they've linked below, um, which is now I'm a Manhunter, and in parentheses, someone who likes Michael Mann movies. Manhunter, in, in their review, yeah. is spelt with two ends, like Michael Which Mann. is, I think, a very funny thing to say. What do mm. you think? Do you think that's funny? I do. <laughs> I think, I really like what, what Punches has said about, um, about uh remixing material. And I think that taps into something that I quite mm. enjoy the idea. I mean, you know... 
We have or could? You, no, you have. You did it without me. Oh, is that the the TV show one? Well, I was going to say that, like, yeah, like the Fargo TV show is a, is a great example of of remixing material. Mm. And I think you look it's at the new Lord of the Rings. The, yeah, like um, uh, spiritually, it's the same show. Or like, yeah, thematic. yeah, and using using thematic elements and and ideas. And I think that is fun to do. And and I was while watching manhunter and um red dragon i was remembering like oh this stuff is in the hannibal show like freddie lyons in the tv show is a woman for example and i i think like maybe things play out a bit earlier than they would usually and they're a bit different um and it's like that's cool because it's like playing with expectation of a certain ip more than more than um you might do it like something like star wars which is just like just do whatever yeah. actually it's very much not don't even have to have your lead act to bloody appear in the show <laughs> yeah from what i understand i haven't i don't i don't watch the mandalorian but <laughs> i understand there was a bit of controversy this season i didn't really notice mm. um Preta Malak, uh, another fun nickname, says, Hannibal, I feel like all three actors kill the role of Hannibal. I think Mads is my personal favourite, though. Um, IP Dan points out that technically there are four Hannibal actors because of Hannibal Rising. Um, so, yeah, what do you? how would you rank, from what you've seen of them, how would you rank the four Hannibal actors? Uh, You've got to go Hopkins first, and then I would go mads and then i'd go cox and then i'd go on Olger lunger some <laughs> hey who's the only dead one you gotta be you gotta you can respect well, well, him by saying offended by it <laughs> um yeah i remember when watching hannibal back when i watched it thinking like this dude is like giving anthony hopkins a run for his money and i don't know i think they're both very different interpretations and are wisely like mads mickelson's version is wisely quite different from mm. anthony hopkins's so i don't know if i can pick a favorite but otherwise yeah i'd agree with that that ranking but still like they're all so good um i even thought the guy from hannibal rising was probably the best part of the film so sure yeah you know you know um let's just i'm trying to segment these while reading them at the same time well, all right let's let's play some audio recordings then that we've cool. been sent so I just, to, over, I, I just need like 10 seconds to try and like fix my headphones okay we can do it live yeah while i'll explain what's happening well, i believe I this one my... well i'm not explaining to you fine i'll wait for you i mean like and they'll go through the speaker okay that should be better Right, the first message is called Michael Maneater. So someone else stealing Punch's joke <laughs> there. This is from uh, Vinny. This is his uh, message about the uh, Hannibal franchise. How long are we looking at this time? We're looking at a six-minute clip. So I'm at zero seconds. Let me know when you are too. Uh, where am I getting this? It's in our emails. Oh. I've downloaded it, though, because last time I okay. did this. I haven't bloody it opened. Took... I haven't even looked at our emails. Um... <laughs> I thought you would. I thought you would send it to me or something. One exciting through line we can put into this episode, though, is that um, I believe uh, uh, elder cult elder member um, Bliss, my dog, is yet to send in a voice message, despite already recording it. And mm. I've tried to tell him, like I've given him plenty of 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 notice. So let's see. It's a race against the clock to send it in before we finish recording this episode. <laughs> All right, now I don't want to end, open this with iTunes, you dumb fucking computer. I want to open it with a VLC. So, oh Sup, god, sexy here he one. Here he is. Here he is talking. Talk about. Okay, I'm at zero seconds. Okay. Okay. Three. So we go three, two, one, play. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Sup, sexy another one. It's me, Vinny, here to talk about Hannibal. In terms of Hannibal, I want to say that the most uh, exposure I've had of it before ever watching Sounds of the Lambs would have been just general pop culture. I feel like Silence of the Lambs was just one of those things that immediately hit the pop culture and was parodied or just referenced in so many multiple things. I was trying to make a list and like compilation of like all the things growing up, like cartoons or various things that have referenced it or made me aware of it since its release. And one thing I just, uh, 
was remembering is that first of all there's too many to list but also I, I i wanted to concentrate on the two main ones that had stuck in my head all this time the two things that i remembered the second i saw sons of the lambs for the first time probably like five years ago and one of the first things i remembered was a fairly odd parents episode called the gland plan let me give you an overview of it so it's an episode where cosmo's body is freaking out he can't transform into the proper things he wants to because this organ specific for fairies called the Fagigli gland <laughs> is uh, out of whack for him for some reason so he has to find a donor and the donor he has to find is his anti-fairy equivalent anti-cosmo the bad version of himself so they have to go to a prison to visit him and it's shot very much like um Sons of the lambs where it's like the long corridor and they have to go to the end and when they get to the cell anti-cosmo goes hello clarice and then they're like who's clarice he goes sorry it's so dark in here i can't tell who's visiting me anymore so the episode continues just very is like trying to get him out of prison and at the end uh, it ends with after the transplant is successful supposedly then anti-cosmo and cosmo go their separate ways but then anti-cosmo starts sounding a little bit like cosmo he's like bye guys bye wanda bye timmy and they're like huh that was weird and then real cosmo goes hmm clarice when did you get here and for some reason, that's like the main like thing I remember referencing like Clarice, like the fake hello Clarice. But for some reason, that like that's the one moment that stuck out in my mind when I originally watched uh, Signs of the Lambs. Also, fun fact, the episode starts with Timmy is at his dinner table with Cosmo and Wanda holding up a sign with New Zealand on it. And he goes, look, I'm just saying... What if Vicky's father got a new job in New Zealand and she had to move away? Cosmo responds, I mean, that's a great plan, Timmy, but what did New Zealand ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> now, the other big piece of pop culture that was a big reference to Silence of the Lambs I didn't know until I saw the movie was... The season 7 episode of Family Guy, Stewroids, the episode where Chris becomes super popular, so it's up to Meg and the popular girl, uh, Connie D'Amico, like, get him back to being a nerd, and they play that one video of him at an assembly where he's just imitating the Buffalo Bill dance video, and... I remember seeing that episode and was so confused about it. I had no idea what the hell I was watching. I I thought, well, Seth MacFarlane has gone off the deep end, or this is something I just don't know where it's from. <laughs> I always laugh at the end when Peter walks in. He's like, "Hey, Chris, it looks like you dropped. You were sitting on something." Oh, I, wow. <laughs> It's, that was one where when I was watching Sons of the Lambs, like, oh shit, that's where it's from. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Uh, lastly, I want to end with a more subtle reference that someone gave to Sons of the Lambs, and that is David Lynch. So, one of the things that was um, a uniting factor between uh, Sons of the Lambs and the film Fire Walk With Me, released in 1992, was that musician Chris Isaac has a role in both these films. And that was something that really stood out to me when I was like watching uh, Sons of the Lambs again for the episode. And then I wanted to see if there were any, any more like uniting factors between the two because I realized that there was a connection in that they were both about FBI agents looking for a serial killer and I stumbled upon this great uh, video from YouTuber Maggie Mayfish where they were analyzing Fire Walk with me and they were discussing how it's most likely that David Lynch watched Signs of the Lambs, meditated, and then came up with Fire Walk with me and they came up with these similarities. Both stories are about a young woman who is obsessively objectified by men as she tries to uncover the identity of a serial killer only to be hunted by said serial killer in the climax of the film. FBI agents fly to a rural town shocked by a murder done by a serial killer, reach local law enforcement that are skeptical of the out-of-towner big government people who are dicks but then help out the FBI agents. FBI agents conduct an autopsy using state-of-the-art technology that enhances their ability to see clues. The Blue Rose scene is next-level riddles to what Hannibal gives a Clarice to Buffalo Bill. Both clues are unable to be solved by the audience, but in the end are given in a way where it's like, no, see, it was this, it was this thing all along, but realistically all the clues given were just nonsense for the audience to even find a bread trail to follow to get to the climax. Both female leads engage in a maze of the serial killer's planning where it's uh, a liberal maze for at the basement of Buffalo Bill and with Laura it's just a maze into into the red room. They both find a victim of the killer where it would be uh, Annie and Catherine at the end of both of these. 
So yeah, it was this interesting thing where I seeing like the similarities, like of course there's only so many ways to do like a crime thriller, but I also would fully believe that David Lynch saw Sounds of the Lambs, meditated, and then came up with Firewalk with me. I'm not saying he's a hack, I'm just saying David Lynch does some weird shit and does weird references in his things that totally make sense for him. Alright, now to end on the yes. impressions. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, would you fuck me? Right, fuck me. I'd fuck me very gently. Oh, that was Hannibal. Now for my <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Yes, I would like a number five with extra fries and extra meat, please. That was my Buffalo Bill. Now for my Clarice. Um, why would you think shooting the president would impress me? I just want to know the thought logic behind that. Thank you for your time, guys. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. It's a good question. <laughs> Yeah. Why did that guy try to shoot the president because he was obsessed with Jodie Foster? I don't know, man. You'd have to ask, um, um what was the guy's name that did it? I don't know, I don't remember. There's a family guy joke about it, that's I think the only way I know the guy's name. Who shot Reagan? John Hinckley Jr. Right. I wonder what yeah, I wonder what the deal was there. Yeah. Um so, first thing I had to think of, what a coincidence that um, in the episode of Fairly Odd Parents, which Vinny re-watched because he remembered mm. there were Science of the Lambs jokes in it, also because of a New Zealand podcast that had done it, mm. like also featured a reference to New Zealand. How yeah, what, a, what a perceived coincidence. What a perceived coincidence. Do you want to explain the fucking inside joke, you loser? Why do you do this? Why do you throw inside jokes into okay. into the record? That could have just been a fun little joke, but no, you had to reveal that it was an, an inside joke. I, I just feel like without revealing, I like people are going to be like, why did Richard phrase it that way? What well, I mean, you phrased it like that to me one time, and I thought it was funny right is that see this is this is a good thing to dig into because mm -hmm. i always thought you're making fun of me no i think it's you, so funny it's like when you and you called donald trump um uh concisely ignorant yeah and you would bring this up all the time and i'd interpret it as you making fun of me for no i think both of these choosing are just, words i think they're good like um it was i was i believe i was filling up my car with petrol and it was that, or no, or it might have been that, uh, I don't know, something, but it was the dollar amount and the, uh, the, the amount of liters were both mm. like a round number. And, you right. know, when, when it's, when, when, when petrol was like, you know, $2.37 or something like that, it's funny like for them to both end on to be round numbers. And I said, oh, look at that. And you said, ah, oh, what a perceived coincidence. <laughs> and it's just so because it's like. I mean, like all coincidences are perceived, like like they're only mm. coincidences because you perceive them that way. And I just, it was just, I just thought it was such a funny, like taking the wind out of my sails. <laughs> that it's like I was excited about this little coincidence, and you, and you essentially saying that it's like, yeah, well, it's only a coincidence because you're perceiving it that way. And I, I, <laughs> I, I just thought it was just such a funny, like concise thing. And it's, and I, I think it's. I mean, I you know, I think it speaks for itself somewhat. But yeah, when when people say like have two things that happen to line up, calling it a perceived coincidence, <laughs> it's just so, such a funny way to tear it down. All right, fair enough. I'll 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 allow. I'll stop getting my feelings hurt. When you <laughs> yeah, and calling me a fucking loser for referencing it. Hmm. I stand by that. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, sweet. We so. We've got a we've got another voice message from Dan from Hawaii. I think it might just be in general, not specific to Hannibal. He, he, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. Well, this could be but, our, our bridging. Yeah, exactly. We, we haven't to. seen. Um, that doesn't look like anyone else has said um, anything else about Hannibal. So, yep. Alrighty, I'm opening it up in VLC and not uh, iTunes like it wants me to. Mm -hmm. I'm just. Uh... I've just downloaded it, and this one wants me to open it into Media Player. So, but now I'm going to open in VLC, and 
This one's nine minutes and 27 seconds long. So We might need to start um, <laughs> maybe putting a cap on how long these voices <laughs> just can be. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. It's, I mean, it's still a podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, they're the I ones guess. listening to it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. You ready to play? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Play. Aloha, AJ and Richard and the oh, Colt Pauscher audience. It is me, Dan from Aloha, Hawaii. And <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is kind of weird today. Uh, you know, I love the episodes. I haven't finished all of them yet. So, I, Well, actually, I, I have uh, a lot of thoughts on one episode in particular. Uh, as you know, I am the biggest Hannibal fan in the fandom. I have a lot of thoughts about it. You know, I just, I have a lot to say. <clears throat> So, uh, a few <laughs> points that I want to uh, bring up about the Hannibal episode in particular. Um, one thing I noted was you guys said about Hannibal Rising that the book uh, came out and then a year <laughs> later the movie came out. Actually, if you look at the dates, the movie came out uh, February 9th, 2007. Definitely the book there. came out December 6th, uh, 5th, wow. 5th, 2006. Uh, so... It's not a year. It was a few months after the book came out that the film came out. A um, couple other points, just really quickly. Uh, I believe it was Richard at some point mentioned that Hannibal... The scary thing about Hannibal is just by talking, he is able to do some of these things. He Stay did get multiple MIGs to uh, bite off his own tongue by just talking. However, the example you bring up, Mason Verger, he does not do it just by talking. He offers drugs to Mason, which he says are poppers, but are really not. And under the influence of drugs, he's able to talk Mason into cutting off his face and feeding it to dogs. Um, a couple of the corrections you guys caught yourself about specifically the sodomy with the cattle prod. It is a cattle prod, not an eel, but he does get the eel shoved down his throat. Um... Oh, a uh, couple clarifications about the TV show, because he only gave a passing mention. I understand. It's focused <laughs> on the, mostly the movies. Um, it, it You say it's set before Red Dragon? Kind of. Most of it is. Red Dragon is actually the second half of the third season. So the show does incorporate Red Dragon. And most of it is not necessarily set before in the traditional sense. It's an alternate continuity. A remix. Um to that end, uh, not every episode is necessarily Case of the Week. It does start off with that structure. However, as the show goes on, it often sort of evolves into uh, more episode-by-episode episode narrative rather than necessarily Case of the Week. Um, also, in Season 1, Episode 8, you said he guy was turned into a violin. It was a cello, not a violin. <laughs> um, also, I want to quickly say that Yes, Clarice the show is about Big Pharma, but also obstinately it deals with Clarice and Ardelia and the sexism slash racism, racism they face in the FBI, uh, while also helping deal with the trauma from Buffalo Bill, both on Clarice's part and also uh, the Martins, like Catherine Martin. Um, the it's Martins. not a good show. It fucking sucks. But they at least <laughs> kind of try to address the sexism, racism angle. And they do try a bit with the trans angle, too. So, so a couple good points about a terrible, terrible show. Uh, also, they couldn't get Jack Crawford. So what they do is they have Paul Krendler sort of fill that role. Which is weird, because Jack Crawford is one of the few people who explicitly respects Clarice. Paul Krendler <laughs> absolutely does not fucking respect Clarice in the books or the movies. And uh, his counterpart in the show, who's a very vague counterpart, he's uh, uh, he's turned into a female character named uh, Cade Purnell, which is an anagram of Paul Krendler, played by Cynthia Nixon, who oh, wow. is at odds with uh, Jack Crawford, uh, but does not obviously doesn't interact with Clarice. She's not in the show, but is also uh, a different form of aggressive, but still aggressive. In the show, they do a weird thing where, like, they kind of try to make him a mentor. It doesn't work. It's a bad show. I'm sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> um, at some point, Richard did describe what he wanted to see. But I know you said you're not going to watch the TV show, but what you were describing is the TV show. So <laughs> consider it. Um, also, I want to point out with uh, Hannibal Rising in particular, 
uh, Thomas Harris was under a lot of pressure from Dino De Laurentiis, who had basically threatened that Thomas Harris would lose control of Hannibal the character, like the rights, uh, if he did not write another book slash movie. Um, so it was sort of that. There's also a little bit of, you know, he wrote the backstory, original author wrote the backstory, no one else can. You know, a little bit of that. Um, couple other just small things. Sorry about this rambling. Uh, I, I just want to quickly... So you guys rank the franchises at the end. <laughs> In this case... <laughs> Sorry, I made Dan laugh. <laughs> I mean, I made myself laugh. <laughs> uh, I think it's odd that you guys quote-unquote rate the franchise, but you actually just ranked the Anthony Hopkins continuity, which I understand it's separate from Manhunter, and it's sort of in a weird position. Uh, you know, the whole Manhunter versus Red Dragon adaptation. I do think it's weird that you don't include Manhunter in ranking the franchise because it's, it's part of the franchise. But also, I understand, you know, you guys do things your own way. So I just want to point out that I found it odd. Um, <laughs> and just really quickly wanted to uh, point out that there's lots of talks about <laughs> Hannibal's name rhyming with Cannibal, obviously. Uh, actually, in the in the show, possibly in other continuities, in the show... Uh, the term Hannibal the Cannibal gets trademarked by Frederick Chilton, uh, and he writes a, a lurid book about Hannibal with that title that's full of falsehoods and all that jazz because, you know, he sucks. Um, yeah, what but do you want to I just want to point out that it does get trademarked and sort of referenced uh, in that way. He He is also in the show one of the people to point out that once uh, Hannibal served him tongue and made a made a joke about eating Fredericks, so there are some fun little like nod nod. We know this is goofy cannibalism, but you guys are having fun. <laughs> uh, to that end, they also in season three get a little meta by like discussing Hannibal's like aesthetics and like prissy sort of niche appeal, uh, which I think is. <laughs> Is, is a fun little thing. They say the Red Dragon specifically has more family-friendly appeal. Not family-friendly, per se, but he strikes at the American home and the families. So that's kind of fun. Um, you have turned me into a listener. Uh, actually, I'm up on Dan with this one. I have finished the, all... I finished the Hannibal episode, I finished Richard Riddles, and I finished <laughs> Hunger Games, actually. Yes. Uh, thank you again for both of you for reaching out to me for uh, input in both the Hannibal and Hunger Games episode. Uh, very much appreciated. And again, ambulance. <laughs> we can edit this out, right? Nope. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The director's cut. <laughs> oh, no. Snyder cut. <laughs> anyway. This, this three-hour-long recording. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about the Hannibal franchise. No. Um, but I did want to say thank you again for reaching out. Next time you have a, a book-based franchise, hit me up, because if the time is right, I'd love to do this sort of petty, minute bullshit. <laughs> I find it genuinely entertaining. And I find your podcast very, very genuinely entertaining. Uh, also, you guys sound a lot happier than I expected. I felt weird typing that, that in the Discord, so I didn't. But I thought I'd use the chance now to say. I, I expected much more just generally dour Kiwis. And, but no, you well, guys are happy. Let me tell you, get to the later parts of the Barbie and the Scooby-Doo episodes, oh, and you will get there. And listen to the RoboCop episode in the particular. Just The fans know. The fan. Okay, I'm... I'm Slowly tapping my foot and starting to consider myself a fan. Uh, thank you guys a lot. And uh, <clears throat> my voice. Yeah, that was surely not Rachel, a uh, member of the podcast. That was just my sorry, my alter ego took. I like Dan talks in third person sometimes, so you know, you know so how it is. So does Rachel sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <I'm laughs> it's breaking. Uh, anyway, aloha means hello and goodbye. <laughs> Um, awesome, was, I love... There was a, such a delight that I don't even mind the slight rule. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ending there. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, two things here is, like, will the cult elders section become everyone who's not on the cult elders tier scrambling for an elder to be, like, about these <laughs> And also, will it also just become, like, an I'm actually corner? Is that what yeah, the yeah, elders yeah. section? And neither, I don't really mind either. Um, One quick thing before I forget that I wanted to uh, reply, rebut with is um, um, Rachel. not actually slash- that happy. <laughs> Rachel slash Dan talking about um the ranking and just to clarify, well, I, 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 wanna, to, I wrote to... this down because I, I thought you know it'd be a good chance to sort of explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would have clarified this years ago, but you know, obviously, yeah. when you have a recurring section, you don't explain it every time as mm. well necessarily. So I understand why you might be like it's Manhunt as part of the franchise, especially like and we it, covered it, it as part of the podcast. Exactly. What the the distinction, the reason for that is actually, it's probably favoring a situation which actually probably occurs less than the Hannibal Manhunter mm. situation, where, put it this way, if there was a Manhunter 2 before Silence of the Lambs, we would have ranked two franchises at the yep. end of the episode. We would have ranked the Michael Manniverse and the Anthony Hopkinsverse. And, um, um, and yeah. the, the reason that, this, that we do it like this, rather than just ranking all the films we covered on each episode was that we worked out when we when we first did the ranking that we could make it equal equal 99 or 100 by some you know uh mm. shifting of what counted as separate continuities and, and whatnot and yeah i mean maybe it's something that we just need to, need to clarify more regularly but you rachel slash dan obviously is a new listener and um mm. yeah it just just sort of keeps it cleaner and there's things like when they're reboot because we especially when it comes to like reboots we don't like something like a star is born which has four versions of the same film is in the franchise because none of them are sequels and we're like the sequel podcast yeah and and it's it's to think of it something like um uh what's it like something might have a have a real good like franchise and then they reboot it and it's real bad and Mm. like I think that would piss people off more if we like, like I mean, the well, but then at the same time, yeah, but you, but you of, always cause... say Lord of the Rings gets dragged down by the Hobbit. Yeah, and I stand by that, even if that makes me a fucking. Loser. <laughs> you just you just kind of directly contradicted that and what you just said. Um, how how so? No, I'm saying like, like I I would rank Lord of the Rings higher if I didn't consider the Hobbit. That's a bad example because yeah. they are joined narratively. But something, the, oh God, the only one I can think of is Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> has so, so many different continuities. And we ranked, we felt like we should have ranked them differently. Or Spider Man. Mm. Spider Man has so many different continuities, and we felt like we needed to rank that separately from, like, the Amazing Spider Man and the Raimi Spider Man. Mm. Like, we felt we needed to rank them differently. That's the main reason behind it. But maybe it needs reassessing because yeah. maybe, well, maybe whole, it makes more sense to do it as to go up. go yeah. the way of the dinosaurs <laughs> i uh I, I will say that like yeah thank you very much for your lovely comments dan and mm. um yeah no that, that's that's very sweet i mean I, I you know to to break the illusion there i think there was two people in that what sounded like they were in a car <laughs> um but uh, yeah no there's uh very sweet rachel's <laughs> been resisting listening to the podcast for a long time so it's good to hear that she's enjoying experience of listening to these two happy kiwis yeah happier than we sound that's such a great review so can you put that on, on as an itunes review please <laughs> rachel they're happier than you might think <laughs> um i don't know if we have any specific comments about the oh no here's one for richard's reels from Preda malark says super fun episode y'all should do it again i was convinced that the first one about the documentary was coney 2012 for a long while before realizing what it was do you remember what this was yeah it was oh, like it was who gift shop 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was about um, accepting the award. Yeah, and so I've, I can't remember if it was Preeta Malak or someone else was like live listening to the episode and speaking in the Discord, and they were like, Coney 2012, AJ, you idiot. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, fun, fun stuff. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, that Rachel, her second ever episode she listened to was um, the Richards Riddles episode, and. Mm decided to listen to a third one so yeah yeah that's, right <laughs> that's about as good as uh recommendation as you can get so every time um, i run and like there's an off week that's from based on one of my ideas and i'm running it i get i just get so insecure about it. not only will to. anyone listen to it but will aj like it i've liked every episode you've done except for that one episode <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we've got another voice note here from Vinny called oh peter all righty all righty and you got it loaded up um let me just yep yep three two one go hey guys Vinny here so i remember the first time i heard about the hunger games it would have been 2010 i was in junior high it was english class and there was this extra credit assignment where you can get like 10 extra points if you did a small presentation on a book you read and this one kid andrew talked about the first hunger games book and i really liked what i was hearing his summary of the whole uh, story about it and i was really the only one that like approached him afterwards but like yo like is there more to it what what like is it a series where can i get it and and then I would read it a couple weeks after and really love the first book. Then like procrastinating reading the rest of the books until later when the movies were coming out. So I read the first book and was actually pretty excited about the first movie. I thought it really could work in live action. Then when I went to high school, by the time it, the first movie came out, I had all this huge group of friends. We were all, you know, eagerly awaiting after we saw the first trailer. We're like, ooh, okay, we got we know what it looks like and I think it's going to be pretty good. Then when Catching Fire came out, I still hadn't read the book so i i saw the movie like fuck this is great read the book was like oh this is also great a little bit different but hey what are you gonna do then my breaking point was basically mocking j part one where very minimal happened <laughs> when it ended so i was like fuck it i'm not waiting after part two to read the book i'm reading the book so after reading the book i was like oh okay why does prim have to fucking die and gail is still a piece of shit and just double confirming it Awesome. So during this entire time, this was like basically my later half of high school and then like the last year ap after high school, where it was this thing that every time for prom season, I can remember girls getting dresses and swearing they were going to look like the girl on fire or doing the hair braid like Katniss. And by the time I went to prom, it was like, yeah, there was a whole section of Katnisses over there just dressed up and fangirling with each other. Like, you know what? Good for y'all. Good for them. Another thing I distinctly remember is like the marketing for like the the movies how it was very much hot topic had a stranglehold on a bunch of merch for the hunger games and me being a fucking emo in high school i couldn't escape it every time i went to the mall to get some new band merch i would see fucking hunger Games stuff all over the place and i remember the whole marketing of team gale versus team pita like so okay lionsgate you guys clearly made a bunch of money off team edward and team jacob merch so you're trying to do it with the hunger games even though whoever thought gale was a good option after everything is like no did did you even follow the story revisiting the franchise was a lot of fun for me i decided to change my approach of going back to the books and just listening to the audiobooks and how good tatiana meslani is as the uh, narrator for the books she adds so much to it she she really expands on how the first person perspective of the books is really good that's always a thing i i understood like you couldn't do that for the movie because it would just get tiresome like what's happening outside in this dystopian future and stuff like that but if you want a real Really good experience revisiting the Hunger Games. Just listen to those audiobooks. She is fantastic. Another fun thing was like I was watching the behind the scenes for the first movie and there was this little snippet from Dal Sutherland I want to read out to you. He described reading the script for it when he was approached about it and this is what he had to say about it. This could be one of the most influential films to ever come out of this country. So there you go. That's why Donald's so good in it because he fucking cares and believes yeah. in, the, in it. <laughs> 
one thing I thought about in terms of continuing the franchise is that I wanted another video game to come out. I remember there was this old like Facebook game that was similar to like Farmville and structure where you needed your friends to participate as well in order for you to get resources and expand on the story or whatever. But now nah. I thought about how it would be cool to have Game Maker Simulator and have the gameplay be like The Sims where you're basically god of this world and you're adding and manipulating to the environment and the characters are at your whim. And it would be cool to have like a VR mode where yeah. you're sitting at that interactive desk and just dropping in little elements as you're manipulating it. I think that would be cool to see in the future of it. Uh, lastly, I'll just share my experience when I went to go see Mockingjay Part 2. It was very much a very live theater theater experience where everyone was enthusiastic about seeing the finale and there were like those uh, like cheers when characters first came up on screen as part of the movie you know the first time you see Katniss first time you see Peeta the first time you see Gale even though there were significant boos once he first appeared on the screen but <laughs> one of my favorite moments ever was during the scene where Katniss is saying goodbye Gale after you know he fucked up and he's shown to be a piece of shit to her there was this one girl at the other end of the theater where I can hear what no and it's like that was the performance Mark Wahlberg should have given in the happening that she gave more enthusiasm in her what no so another reason why I always remember seeing it because I was on a date with this one girl so let me see the release date was November 20th 2015 the girl I was seeing her birthday was like November 23rd and my birthday is November 17th so it was very much like hey let's do this date like in the middle of it so we can both enjoy this thing that we love it was really like cool little date between us like we're both like geeking out about it and she hadn't read the book so she was very much like going going uh, blind and then <laughs> i'll never fucking forget afterwards uh, she told me how she got me a, a, a birthday present and I already gave her her present beforehand. It was like this cool little hoodie. She was eyeballing at Hot Topic and she takes me to her car and goes, oh, okay, my present for you is in the back seat. So I get to the back seat. There's nothing there. I was looking for like a box or something. Then she gets up on top of me, starts making out with me, unzips my pants pulls down the boxers, and proceeds to nearly suck the soul right out of me. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Like, I thought I had a really good experience inside the theater. No, everything afterwards was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I don't use the term throat goat lightly, <laughs> but Jesus fucking Christ. This girl was the reincarnation of Nancy Reagan. <sighs> it's like whenever I think about like Mockingjay Part 2, I just think about this moment and all that. <laughs> After she did what she did, I I needed to thank her. So I went down on her. And it was the first time I ever went down on a girl. And I was so fucking nervous. To this day, I still think about how bad I probably was. And all that, but afterwards, after the whole ordeal, she told me, hey, you're the first guy to ever go down on me. And I was like, oh, was I good? She goes, you were great. She goes, was I good? I was like, you were great. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I have really good memories of the Hunger Games, and I had a really good time at the final Hunger Games movie. Fun fact, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out exactly on my birthday, November 17th, 2023. So, hey, let's see if history somehow repeats itself <laughs> later this year. I'll keep you posted. Keep us posted? Oh my god! This so is this I... feels like the podcast breaking through new ground. I don't yeah. think it a personal story that personal. It's like not even between you and I has been shared <laughs> on this podcast before. I was so unexpected. <laughs> I know like, you say I like how and he was like, oh, and fun fact, this the ballad of song, but it's like, don't I don't care. I don't <laughs> yeah. care about anything else you have to say. That was so astronomically shocking. I don't... <laughs> um it is funny oh though when he launched into that story i remember vincent messaged me like three weeks ago <laughs> saying hey question uh nsfw stories okay for cult elders and i said find out <laughs> well what do you think having found out are they appropriate for cult elders i'm not sure but this one's going out maybe we get some feedback from that's, that's it's be just a, like yeah. listeners kissing and tell it's gonna be people trying to get in even though they're not cult cult elders i'm actually in everything we said and then other people being like you're called the best fucking blowjob of my life watching that film um 
couple of things that I wrote down as he was talking, which feel mm. redundant to bring up now. I agree. I have one as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about audiobooks there, did you have you listened to many audiobooks? I know you don't read like you don't. No, read a lot, I've yeah. the only one I can remember like fully listening to was mm. for the novel Never Let Me Go because we were studying it in Year Thirteen oh, yeah. English and I didn't want to read it. Yeah. So I've I've looked that's the it? that's. Uh, no one no yeah. one of note um but it's a good book if you've never read never let me go it's yeah. good stuff the film's um, really good as well yeah i um I, I i like the idea of audiobooks i just haven't really sat down and listened to one i got about a third of the way through one flow of the cuckoo's nest which was pretty decent but the yeah no like i like the idea of an audiobook and i feel like i would probably be for me it would be that marriage of uh book and and narrator for me like there's one i think like tim curry does dracula or something like that and i'm like that he does be... series of unfortunate events yeah as well um yeah he's, he's done a few and jess falls asleep to audiobooks because and there's like this sherlock holmes mixed with lovecraftian horror series that she listens to just because she likes the narrator's voice and it helps you get to sleep nice do you, do you um, what, what do you think the chances are of donald sutherland appearing in ballad of songbirds and snakes in some capacity I mean, I'd probably approach him as narrator. Hmm. That's what I would think. But I also don't know if he would care enough now. Like, I mean, it sounds like he cared a lot then. So maybe well, that's the, that's the thing. It's like he, he put his whole Southerse into that role. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, feel like I, I would not at all be surprised to see him bookending the film or narrating it or mm. something like that. I, I think he's probably going to appear in some capacity. Uh, mm. The Game Maker Sim fantastic idea i want to talk about that have you heard of the game it just came out mm. on ps5 it's called meet your maker have you heard of this uh i think i saw it today because i was looking through the ps app yeah so this just came out we play it was we played it and i think we probably didn't give it enough time because it was yeah. quite difficult but basically it's a it's a multiplayer game where you have to you play as a robot and you have to fight your way through like this fortress Mm. but another player online has made the fortress oh nice so it's it's like mario maker mixed with like halo almost like it's a first person shooter um i think it's a good idea when we start we tried to play at my flat and we were just like this is very like intense i don't know if we know how to do this or if we're good enough at games to do this but it's very similar to what Vinny just described so mm. uh the, the the last thing i want to sort of mention uh Vinny talking about how the just this one person in the screening making noise uh, it reminds me i don't think we've told the story on the podcast before but when you and i went together with, with a group of other people to the midnight screening of the rise of skywalker which mm. one of the worst blockbusters i've ever seen and mm-hmm. not only bad but mean-spirited but mm-hmm. the this that that experience that night of going to the cinema is one of my favorite film going experiences <laughs> because we just spent like three hours afterwards just dissecting it with like a group of people but if you've seen rise of skywalker there's so many moments in that film that are like marvel pause for applause sort of moments like rays i am all the jedi chewbacca finally getting a medal um the all the fucking ships appearing and stuff and there's all these moments that are designed to make you chap and clap and cheer and we were at a midnight screening for a star wars movie so dedicated star wars fans and throughout the entire film, not you could hear a pin drop. There was not a single mm. noise made by any audience member. Not like no one laughing at they fly now, nothing. Until the end when Ray and Ben kiss and one dude went <laughs> It was like just a single applause. For the audio only listeners. Did you clap? I clapped. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, right. I clapped. That it was um it, yeah, it was just a, one single clap. You know, normally in the moment like that, you would get applause. Or yeah, it was one person doing one single clap, and that was it. Also, that was a weird relationship to ship. I think. Yeah, I I didn't think it was even canon until they kissed. I thought it was just fans projecting until they kissed, and I was like, well, I guess it wasn't just fans projecting. 
Yeah. Uh, we've got some more thoughts from the Discord on Hunger Games. Preta Malark says, all I've got left is Hunger Games, and all I have to say is that for that, I'm glad it's fallen out of public consciousness because I was tired of being told I looked like Peter by d- a dozen different preteen 20-something girls, or pre-teen to 20-something girls, and the woman back when the movies were, were big, which is like a worse version of being told you look like Jacob from Twilight. Jacob was at least known for being ripped and shirtless, while Peter was known for being good enough at decorating cakes so he could cover himself in mud and look like a rock lol (laughs) (laughs) i think he actually sent in sorry punches and sent in um another message as well about hunger Games, saying i dug these books when they came out they were engaging the dystopia was interesting they were gritty etc i thought the twist ending in the books was brutal and at the time awesome i'd have to go back and read it to see but at the time i thought it was showing how someone shaped by so much violence and trauma can become that which they're fighting against or something like that i thought the first movie did a decent job and the second one ruled i i think i watched the next two but can't remember any strong feelings about them i think out of many dystopian young adult series that all popped up around the time hunger games was the best i would probably agree with that and the fact that it's still not that great as a franchise i think speaks to the uh quality of young adult novel adaptations Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one thing i want to do before we finish up the podcast aj i know we like to keep these under an hour but i've just come across something so exciting that i want that we have to do we talked about off uh mm-hmm. off pod about you know things that we could do fun things we could do during this episode and we talked about doing the open psychometrics uh statistical which character are you quiz that I talked about in the Hunger Games episode where I got Haymitch Abernathy. There is actually a version of that where you can do it for you and your partner to see what kind of, what couple you most resemble. And I thought we could do it together about our relationship. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, so there's, uh, there's, we'll do is the it, basic Is version. it only romantic examples they give you? Who knows? We'll, but, okay. you know, um, so you could this do could it. ruin our friendship. We, we go through and we rate partner one and then rate partner two, or we can do it so that it's partner one rates self, partner one rates partner two, partner two rates self, partner two rates partner one. I don't think we need to go super advanced. We're wrapping up the episode. No. So we'll just yeah. do rate partner one, rate partner two, 22 questions, which is recommended. And do you want to share your screen? I'm going to, yes. Um, okay. So uh, I just need to share screen. There's a big green button. Um, and cool, share that. Oh, sorry, don't want that. Uh, bring up <laughs> this. Um, so uh, cool, continue. Partner one, I'll be partner one for this, for the sake of this. And mm-hmm. you can be partner two. Uh, okay, so I guess, am I strict or lenient? You are strict. So, like, what percentage do we think? I'd say, yeah, probably about 87% strict. <laughs> okay. Um, I, arcane or mainstream? Uh, I reckon uh, slightly more mainstream than arcane. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. go 61% mainstream. Yeah. Uh, open or guarded? I'd say, I'd say probably for me? more guarded. This is still me. It'll. Uh, I'm Shouldn't I say, be answer it then? Oh, is it not my? No, opinion? no, yeah. It's... Just I'm gonna go seventy five percent guarded. Okay. Uh, creepy or disarming? I'm gonna. I'm going to say. I think I'm more disarming than creepy. Would you agree, AJ? Yep. yep. I'm gonna say by quite a bit. <laughs> yep. Um, loyal or traitorous? I think you're pretty loyal. Yeah. You've, never le- you've never betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go. Yeah, 74% loyal. Deranged or reasonable? I think I'm incredibly reasonable. <laughs> I'm going to go 97% reasonable. Uh, gossiping or confidential? 100% gossiping. I'm such a gossip. I'm, I'll, okay. I'll, 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 go, I'll go 97%. Um, okay. Forgiving or vengeful? Very vengeful. Um, oh, yeah, I'll go, let's go 80% vengeful. Impulsive okay. or cautious? Uh, that's probably. I'm gonna leave that fifty fifty. Chic or cheesy? I'm gonna uh, go very towards, cheesy. Yeah, <laughs> go towards cheesy seventy six percent. Resourceful or help helpless? I'd say I'm pretty damn resourceful. Uh, it's got ninety two percent. Shy or bold? I'm gonna leave that at fifty fifty. Depends on so many other things. Masculine or feminine? What do you think for this one? 
for you. Yeah. I reckon I reckon I would be more feminine than masculine, like slightly. And I consider you more masculine. Than I'm going to go 55%. Okay. So uh, also just if, if you're not uh, watching, if I didn't make it clear what's happening, you have a spectrum. You put yourself between the two ends um, and you can uh, by percentage. So um, you're saying which one you lean more towards. Mm-hmm. disorganized or self-disciplined i'm way more disorganized i'm going to go like 88 percent intellectual or physical uh definitely a lot more intellectual 94 percent uh vibrant or geriatric i'm getting more geriatric in my older age <laughs> um i still try to be vibrant but i'm gonna go 69 percent geriatric imaginative or practical i think i'm probably more practical than imaginative but i think that's one thing where you would be the other way um emotional logical uh oh not not as logical as i'd like to think but definitely more than i am emotional 70 30 hesitant or decisive uh, i'm gonna go towards hesitant for this one actually 62 percent extrovert or introvert i'm gonna leave that in the middle uh simple or complicated uh do you think i'm simple or i'm complicated <laughs> Um, I would put you probably more toward complicated, but not too much. Probably where it is now. Refined or rugged? Oh, pretty rugged. Pretty pretty rugged. Yeah, let's go seventy one percent. Next, now switch to rating partner two. Okay, finally, God. Uh, are you strict or lenient? I am very lenient. I think. Uh, yeah, what, that's good. Eighty seven percent lenient. Uh, yep. Arcane or mainstream? I think I'm more arcane than mainstream, but probably not by that much. Okay, 53% arcane. No, I think a bit more than 53%. Okay, 55%. All right. Um, open or guarded? Uh, I'm pretty, I'd say slightly more towards open. All right, 63% open. Creepy or disarming? Uh, no, I think I'm very disarming. I think no one would ever be that um, scared of talking to me or anything. All I right, let's go, let's go 96%. What did you put yourself on? <laughs> I know. I'm going to make you... You're creepier than me. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. <laughs> if I'm forced to make that call because it's the question. <laughs> I, it's not that you're creepier than me. I think I'm more disarming than you. Right. Well, 89%. I can't remember what I put. Loyal or traitorous? I'd say you're pretty loyal. Sweet. Glad I don't have to jokingly defend that one. <laughs> <laughs> Deranged or reasonable? I think I'm actually very reasonable. Yeah. 85%. Gossiping or confidential? You're probably more confidential, I would think. Yeah. Ah, uh, not by much though. I reckon like maybe fifty-five percent confidential. Oh yeah. Fifty-six. It's easier. <laughs> That's what it landed on. Okay. <laughs> uh, forgiving or vengeful? I'm very forgiving. Yeah, I'd like to think more forgiving than vengeful. Uh, impulsive or cautious? Cautious. Yeah, you're pretty cautious. Eighty-two percent cautious. Chic or cheesy? Ah, probably more cheesier than chic, but yeah, I don't 66% think I'm cheesy. I, don't, I wouldn't think of those things as opposites. Yeah. I guess. When you do the uh, one that's like a hundred questions long, some of them are like mm. these are interesting, and then some <laughs> it gets you to just put it which emoji you right? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Right. Um, resourceful or helpless? I reckon I am slight, pretty centered, but I think I'm slightly more helpless than I am resourceful. Okay, cool. I, I'm glad that I didn't have to argue that one. You didn't have to say that, though. I, yeah, I didn't. No. Oh, yeah, I didn't. You're right. Shy or bold? I'd say I'm like 80% shy. Uh, 81, there you go. Masculine or feminine? I would say probably 70% feminine. Wow, okay. Uh, disorganized or self-disciplined? Probably 80% disorganized. <laughs> uh, there we go. Intellectual or physical? Probably more intellectual than not really physical at all. So I don't really see how those are opposites, though. Yeah. Vibrant or geriatric? Uh, probably same as you. <laughs> very very geriatric? I don't yeah, know. I can't I think, well, 80%. Yeah. Imaginative or practical? I'd say you're more imaginative. 80%. Sweet. Sounds good. Uh, emotional or logical? I th- I think I'm probably 50% on each here. Okay, let's go 51 emotional. <laughs> what, are you going to cry about it? 
Yeah, well, that would be a logical thing to do. <laughs> hesitant uh, or decisive? I'm much more hesitant than decisive. Okay. Uh, extrovert or introvert? I am probably 70% extrovert. And next one, simple or complicated? Uh, you're going to have to... T- I, th- I would like to think I'm more complicated than simple, but... Yeah. I don't know if that's there true. There you go, 51% complicated. Okay. I know it makes you tick. Uh, refined or rugged? Uh, definitely rugged. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, I think it's going to come up with like an ad. Are the two people who rated a romantic couple? No. No. Ah, okay. Two people in this couple of... Uh, I would say, yeah, they... If someone asks... If you yeah, ask someone who knew us well... If a shit podcast with the, the hosts are too similar. Would they say that these two people are similar in personality? The two people are a little similar, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long has the relationship been? More than five years. And mm-hmm. then I'll just fill in quickly. Uh, um, roll out some stats about us. Native language is English. Do you know you are I am Myers-Briggs type? Yep. Uh, I am ENFP. ENFP. I am INTP, I believe. Have you filled out? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, we're like uh, Miranda and Steve from Sex and the City. He cheats on her in the first movie. You, well, you're Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got Elliot and JD from Scrubs. I'm Elliot, you're That's JD. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's something we share. Imagine if that was first. That'd be so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, God, we got Jennifer's body. <laughs> this is so relevant. Oh yeah, Needy and Chip. <laughs> wow. So we got Monica and Chandler in there. Oh, yeah. We got um, um, Nancy and Glenn from Nightmare on Elm Street. Hermione and, and Ron, Ron. These these don't. And I'll also be honest, Molly none and these, Arthur. Weasley. None of these really. Feel oh, we got like Candace and Peter. <laughs> okay. <There we go. laughs> Lily. Oh, I don't want to be Lily from How You Mother. Uh, Katie and Aaron from. There's uh yeah there's some some good stuff in here. Mm. Um, screenshot it if you're if you're watching and let us know. If there's any you think are especially accurate, I don't know if any of these ring a, you know, strike a. Chord yeah, well, I mean, if you look at like the percentages, it's like, you know, our highest one has I'm a sixty eight percent match, you're an eighty one percent match. Yeah, yeah, sixty eight percent match is not a very big match. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I think that we just kind of can't be. Yeah, you know, we're divergence. Yeah. yeah, we're divergence. <laughs> um, so that is the Cult Elders podcast. Let us know if you enjoyed it. And let us know who you got in your open psychometrics uh, mm. quiz. And, and stay um, tuned yeah. for the post credit scene after this music ends. And we'll see you next week for an, uh, an Ip Man episode. Mm. I just finally learned how to pronounce it. So I wouldn't want that to go <laughs> to waste. Welcome along to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode. If you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post-credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it? This one comes to us from Joe Rundle who writes, What's the dumbest thing you have ever bought? Oh, God, uh, probably, I've, I've bought so many stupid fucking things. I can't even I would say, <laughs> I would say the uh, probably... Thirty-five thousand dollars worth of Uber Eats that I've bought in the past, <laughs> yeah. um, past uh, six in the or past seven week. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I've I like like I've got to the point where Uber Eats has become part of my lifestyle. Mm. Like it's not a special treat. It's probably not every night or anything, but mm. probably like half the week I'm getting Uber Eats. Yeah. For, for at least one meal a day yeah i am um, i've regretted so many purchases there's there's stuff that you like buy and then realize it's not compatible with the thing you have and it's like oh you've just spent so much money mm. on this for no reason but i can't there is one thing that i spent that's like the stupidest thing i've ever spent money on but it's it's so embarrassing that i'm not going to share it was it Meg XL condoms? <laughs> yeah, but they were too small. 